Welcome to the Manitoulis Podcast for Monday, March 5th, 2007. SWOT Analysis, Part 1 of 3. Hi, this is Mike. On behalf of Mark and I, welcome to Manager Tools. At some point in your career, you're going to be asked to put together a strategy session for your organization. And this is where most managers start to panic. But take heart. It's likely your boss doesn't want you necessarily to set the strategy for the whole organization, but rather she wants you to come up with a process to help the leadership team determine its strategy. And that's good, because most of us are unlikely to be qualified to put together a strategy. So, how do you set up the process? Well, there are a number of different ways, all of which have various merits. You've likely uh, heard from some of your B-School grads about Porter's Five Forces, Blue Ocean, Peter Drucker, etc., etc. But as always, the question really comes back to, what do I do? Well, the answers you'll get to that question will include some mention of the SWOT analysis, which stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. While SWOT is not the complete process, it's a great start to getting a handle on where your organization is and where it might need to go. In this cast, we'll tell you how to set up a basic SWAT session, the Manager Tools way. So you've done this a few times, huh? Yeah. Like a few as in like uh, 50. 50. Um, SWAT, SWAT tends to be over and over again a core part of most organization strategy in some fashion. You know, you know, sometimes when we talk to clients, they're a little surprised that we do uh, quote-unquote strategy stuff. You know, since we're a, really a, 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 most people probably think of us as a leadership and management-based firm. Yeah, I think that's a pretty standard response. There are firms who do nothing but strategy, and there are internal organizations at large at large companies uh, that run the process, though usually those internal orgs, in my opinion, are, are misguided for a lot of different reasons. Um, strategy to me is so core to the organization's day-to-day life. It's not something – I just don't see it as being left to a, a corporate department or to a group of brainiacs. It just yeah. – I don't know. As if they exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Usually – when I've been involved in strategy, it's because the leadership recognizes that it, it's the process they need help with. And so they hire somebody like us to facilitate their efforts. And, and that means basically that they believe rightly, in my opinion, that they ought to be the content experts. And and essentially relationships, the management and leadership relationships that we have, allow us to be good facilitators without providing content advice about choose X or choose Y. Right. So, so that's just a long way of saying we really don't do strategy. <laughs> okay. What I mean, though, really is that you know our role is to help organize a place and a process for our clients to come up with their own strategy yeah. as opposed yeah. to providing input, kind of trying to shape the content or what they're going to decide. Right. And, of course, that process is made much more effective when there are solid relationships with the key players. And there's a good understanding of where the org is now and what it needs to bring to bear in the future. Yeah, we're not a strategy firm, that's for sure. And we should, we should apologize for sounding like an advert in that, in that regard. Um, I was just trying to make a distinction between process and content. Right. Content is 
which continent should we invade, you know, and how much capital should we invest in it. Um, and process is how many meetings will we need to get there without killing each other over internal arguments, vested interests, veiled threats, power plays, the whole thing. If you don't have a process that a, a, a team of people can see helping them get a step closer, then strategy is just too big a ball to, for people to put their arms around and it starts breaking down really quickly. So we provide the process and we, I find over and over again that plenty of people with a little bit of process are really smart on the content when you give them a way to get at their own content. Yeah, and as we were talking last week actually about um, an engagement with a particular client, SWAT is a very common part of, of how to get there, at least in yes. a lot of places. Yeah, it, it, it's different in subtle ways depending upon whether steps are in the process is being used. Sometimes they're a part of a larger corporate timeline. Um, it, it, and SWAT is not strategy. It's just a tool that makes clear the world inside and outside the organization. And it's not the only step in any process to get to a strategy. There's implementation, you gotta do performance metrics, you gotta have reporting, uh, and so on. It is just a way to get a handle on where we are and where we fit. I, I, I noticed, and I, I'm, I'm curious, you keep saying organization as opposed to company. Yeah, I don't even like the word organization terribly much, although it, does, it is instructive because I often tell clients the reason we use the word organization is because you are an organization because you're made up of human beings which have organs in them um, and you are organic and you're not mechanic. It's not a structure. You're not mechanical. It's not a structure. That's really too bad, frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the whole people thing makes things a lot more complicated. If there wasn't any people problems, we, we would be uh, doing something different. Yeah, we'd be out of work. I would be teaching surfing or something. Um, um, it can. SWAT works for any organization, not just company. And when I say organization, I mean any manager-led group um, at any level. You can have a strategy for improving customer service. Uh, if you're an IT shop internal to your own company, uh, or if you're a marketing department, department supporting a foreign sales force, um, strategy is really just relating an organization to its environment and then allocating scarce resources to achieve whatever goals you set based on the strategy yeah that's a that's a good it's a good good point to keep in mind um i don't think anybody i don't think it'd be wise to go through a swat analysis without thinking a little bit about what the organization's objectives are right you can't yes. do it in, outside the context of a set of objectives yes exactly in fact in, in fact what a lot of people do when we start when I've done processes before around strategy and SWAT comes up as just as a way to get people started, to get the wheels turning, um, people say to me, well, you know, um, first we do strategy and then we come up with goals, right? And so, well, actually, no, really, <laughs> actually, it doesn't work, doesn't work that way. In most cases, you know, the market or quarterly requirements or, or the boss or a division head or a corporate chief or something like that says, here are your numbers. And then the question is for the group that we're working with, okay, what's the best way to get to those numbers? What's our strategy? Not what every tactic are we going to have, but what is our strategy for getting to that particular number? So it starts with goals, um, and you periodically have to ask yourself, okay, where, who, who are we? Where, what are we doing? Where do we fit into the competitive environment we're in? Um, and how do we go about getting to this goal, which if we continue doing what we're doing, we're pretty certain we will not get to that goal. Yeah. But let's hope, anyway, that the goals are a little bit more aspirational and won't require you to just keep turning the crank. 
um, you'll start losing people sooner or later if you do it that way. Yeah. Okay. So let's so let's talk SWAT now. First of all, you probably ha- we probably we haven't even I don't think so far even said strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I think oh, that's right. It, yeah. It's so to us and, and and to most of our listeners probably it's so common that we didn't think to mention it, but we probably should. You know, SWAT S W O T yeah. strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So let's so let's talk SWAT now. Yeah, and let, let, let's be clear. Um, what what inevitably happens is that some manager is turned to by some boss at some level, could be high, could be low, doesn't really matter, and they say, you know, we need a strategy. Uh, hey, Ozan, Horseman, <laughs> come up with a strategy. And the manager rightly panics because probably the manager or even director or even vice president is not capable on his or her own of coming up with a strategy, uh, although – there are plenty of people who think they are. Um, oh, they probably have the ability to intellectualize one, but a strategy is nothing if it's not implementable. And if nobody agrees with what you think, then it's not implementable, and that means it's really not a strategy. Um, but, but yeah, you, you're basically told, come up with a strategy. And what the boss really means is, hey, help, help me come up with a way that we can get to a strategy because no – halfway intelligent boss thinks that somebody ought to sit in a cube somewhere and come up with a strategy. So what inevitably happens is the manager starts asking around, oh my gosh, the boss wants a strategy. And they're, they're at the same time, they're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. They're thinking, this is pretty cool. I get to do strategy. This is what big cheeses get to do. Um, yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but essentially what happens is when managers start casting around for how do I get from nothing to a process or to a strategy – they're going to ask 10 people, and at least six or seven, maybe even eight or nine, are going to say, well, you got to do a SWAT thing, right? And, and, and you know how rookie the manager is when he says, what's SWAT? Is that special weapons and tactics? What, what is that? Um, <laughs> no, it's strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Strengths and weaknesses are internal to the organization. In other words, the organization's own strengths and weaknesses. And opportunities and threats are external to the organization. Things outside the organization that could be, that could provide an opportunity for growth or could provide a threat, like competition, for instance, might be a threat. Um, so let's do this. Uh, in terms of our discussion, um, we have to put SWAT in the context of strategy, but we're really going to try to very hard to drill down Rather than trying to talk about strategy all in one cast, which would then be a six-hour cast, we're going to take one part of it, which is a, a good starting point for most managers at any level, and we're going to talk about SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We've got to start with some overview about strategy, and we want to share our premises about strategy, where, how we feel about strategy, some thoughts we have. And then from there, we're going to, we're going to go through a series of steps. Um, first, we're going to talk about creating your own simple SWAT process. What and when and who and why is involved. Step two is a trial balloon of your simple SWAT process. This is actually one of my favorite steps. It's uh, essentially making sure you're not way off base. Step three is, is briefing your simple SWAT process to the boss. You notice that's step three and not step two. Um, make sure she'll say it's her process, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, once, once you get the bosses okay, then you communicate your simple SWAT process to everyone, letting everyone know what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. Um, you've got to uh, – essentially, um, step five is persuading participants to work in advance, and this perhaps is the most important step that most people mess up. Uh, and we'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. I made that point. Um, um, 
Uh, next is we're going to tightly schedule the meetings that are going to be crucial to the process. Um, a couple of suggestions we have here is we, we've got to think of SWOT as strategic brainstorming. You're not trying to decide. You're trying to brainstorm right now. And it's important that related to the previous step is that everyone presents. Okay. Uh, next, you've got to follow up promptly each time you meet. That's pretty straightforward, but we need to talk about it. Uh, and then the last thing you do after you've done your meetings, which is a series of meetings, you've got to assess the pile of data. And it may just be the boss or it may be everybody. Um, so that gives a good uh, – and we've got so much detail here, it's going to be uh, – surely this is going to be a multi-part cast, don't you think? I, w I would guess. Yeah, yeah. So we've got pages and pages here of notes. Okay, so let's um, – <laughs> Let's go one by one, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, talk with, let's start with, with strategy overview. Uh, let's, let's be clear about some things that we see, that we believe up front. It, 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 let's start by saying, if you take this podcast out and you tell people fallaciously that this is Manager Tools' approach to strategy, they'll laugh at you. Because as you were saying earlier, SWAT is not strategy. Right. They'll laugh, it's at, a, yeah, they'll laugh at you and yeah, they'll exactly, laugh at us. Yeah. So don't do exactly. it, please. <laughs> And we don't like that very much. Um, we don't like being laughed at. Um, SWAT is not strategy. It's a tool to get a handle on one's environment and where one fits in. Sometimes it leads to blinding insights, you know, the BFO, blinding flash of the obvious. Like, oh my gosh, we get 90% of our revenue from this big customer, but only 10% of our profits. Uh, maybe we should stop selling more to them so aggressively if all they're doing is um, denuding our margins. Sometimes it just makes obvious that a market is saturated uh, with good competitors and innovative thoughts are required, you know, it could be. Um, but it never, SWAT never creates by itself strategy. It just makes possible more informed strategic decisions. But it's a way to start drawing a map of where the company is so that when you say, okay, we're going to take that hill, everybody will agree on where that hill is because we all have the same map. Um, in the larger sense, creating a competitive strategy, and we alluded to this earlier, is Michael Porter's phrase, uh, creating a competitive strategy is the act of relating an organization to its environment. And then going further than that, deciding how best to maximize the organization's ability to achieve its goals by allocating scarce resources to achieve them. Well, this is something I've told a few clients about, and they kind of get backwards on this. Um, but what's that about the... Uh the allocation of scarce resources? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they actually yeah. have scarce resources? Yeah, exactly. They, look, you, you don't need strategy if you have unlimited resources. You just go after everything. Yeah, all business. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just, I want everything. I, you know, the old Texas joke about I don't want everything. I want what's mine and what's next to mine. And after a while, I'll have everything. Um, and, you, you know, clients say, well, of course, Mark. Right, right. Yes, we, yes it sounds dumb. Of course, we have limited resources. But the fact is, when you think about it, most managers behave this way all the time. This, this way meaning they, they act as if they don't have limited resources. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They basically think if there's an opportunity, we should, should. And I've, I think I've alluded to before, I've said before, should is a very dangerous word when you're talking about management. Um, uh, if there's an opportunity, we, we should go after it. If there's a customer to get, we should go after them. Let's go, let's go get them. Let's get revenue. But yeah. that is exactly the opposite of strategy. It's essentially non-strategic tactics. Okay. Strategy. We had this conversation. We, you and I had this conversation 
earlier today during our ops review, right? Which is we were talking about ah, ah yeah, we, st- yeah. we started the conversation about tactics around a particular client, and then, and then the conversation became, well, is is this a client we really should be focusing on? Yes. Strategy exactly. over tactics. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes, there's revenue there. The question is, what's the marginal cost of that revenue relative to another client with different revenue and different margins for us? Yep. Um, or for that matter, potential value long term. Um, so strategy is not only choosing a course of action, which new product or which new initiative are we going to invest in based on margins and growth and so on, but it is also by definition, I think, choosing which course of action not to take. It's yeah, basically saying people crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically saying, and managers don't like this. Okay, it's basically saying we can do that, but we're not going to. It's Apple saying, perhaps we're not going after home theater yet, right? In other words, yeah, we could go after home theater because everybody says, geez, the home theater market is just a mess. You, can, you got wires and you got, it's just a total disaster. Um, they said, yeah, we could do that. No, we're going to start with the iPod. We're going to go after personal music players before we go after home theater. Yeah. Now, look, he, he, here's really where, where I think uh, I'll tie this point together if I haven't yet. Most managers I know hate strategy. And when I say that, I think most managers listening are saying, no, I don't. Mark, those are the fun meetings, man. Those are where interesting, those meetings are where interesting things happen. Um, strategy is what managers who are going to get promoted get to do. There aren't any duds in those meetings. I mean, that's the big, that, that's important. That's, you know, in fact, you talk to all these B-school students and they're like, oh yeah, I want to do strategy. Really? Like, do you know anything? <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so uh, and my response is, yeah, I know they're fun meetings, um, uh, but meetings aren't strategy. Strategy, when you implement it right, is a boss saying, no, we're not doing that. We're doing this. And the manager says, but, but wait, that customer tactic, whatever, that is so easy. We can. Uh, it'll help me meet my goals. And the boss says, I know we can. That's not the point. So can our competitor. We believe that the best use of our resources in our market, based on what we understand of how we define our market, is to do this to the exclusion of that. And managers hate that because sometimes what we decide to do, the this, is actually harder to do than the that that the manager wants. That's what strategy is. Um, Actually, this is strategy. That over there that the manager wants to do is just easy. Um, so, so we but, now know the definition of is. is yes, exactly right. It's yeah, this <laughs> and that, and right. there you go. That strategy um, sounds like a yeah, Doctor Seuss book. I, I, or I took that. I took that analogy probably a little bit too far there. Um, <laughs> in general, to go even further on this overview, we generally agree with Jack Welch. Um, that strategy is made too complicated by consulting firms that have complex algorithms and 17-step processes and so on. And look, no offense, I don't want to upset anybody at the consulting firms because they're brilliant and I see some of their stuff and I go, wow, that's really great. And many of the managers I know are not smart enough to get their arms around it and so they, it doesn't, doesn't work. But, but I, my, my, you know, what Jack Welch will tell you is how did companies get big and profitable before all this stuff? Um, and, you know, it's, it's our experience, you and mine both, that the more complex the strategy, the less likely it is to be implementable, and therefore it's less likely to be implemented 
by the line managers that actually um, do the work. Um, so if you've ever heard a boss say, well, okay, change number 88, folks. The big guys say we have to go west rather than north. Don't ask me why. We just got to do it. You basically know what we mean. If it's hard to understand or if it's not communicated clearly or it's communicated to the last minute and you feel like you're at the end of a whip, um, if it's hard to understand, it's impossible to communicate. And look, if it's impossible to communicate, it won't be done well. Yeah. Um, the most brilliant it, strategies it, are dirt simple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, I didn't I a while back, Mike, didn't I put on the blog um, the uh, my favorite leadership quote? Yes. Um, yes. From from John Brown's body. You know, I, one of the things we've learned is that um, not everybody who watch who reads the blog listens to podcasts. Not everybody listens to podcasts reads the blogs. So if you ever want to know the difference between strategy and success. Here's a quote from John Brown's Body by Stephen Vincent Benet, Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the American Civil War, free verse poem, uh, and it goes like this. If you take a flat map and you move wooden blocks upon it strategically, the thing looks well, the blocks behave as they should. The science of war is moving live men like blocks and getting the blocks into place at a fixed moment. But it takes time to mold your men into blocks and flat maps turn into country where creeks and gullies hamper your wooden squares. They stick in the brush. They are tired and rest. They straggle after ripe blackberries. And you cannot lift them up in your hand and move them. It is all so clear in the maps, so clear in the mind. But the orders are slow. The men in the blocks are slow to move. When they start, they take too long on the way. The general loses his stars, and the block men die in unstrategic defiance of martial law because they're still used to just being men and not block parts. <laughs> That's why managers don't like strategy because you, if you actually have a strategy in order to implement it, it's darn hard work to drive it throughout the organization and to say, no, we're not going after those blackberries. We're going in this direction. Um, and and I, 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 there's, a, there's been recent articles about the power of middle managers um, and too often strategy that's terribly complex. And if you, if you can't read a slide with, without squinting from 20 feet away, uh, project that on a wall um, that describes the strategy, it's probably too complex. Um, you know, to go back to, to Jack Welch, he, he has a fairly simple strategy concept. He says basically three steps. Come up with a big aha, something that will lead to what he calls a sustainable competitive advantage. Get the right people to drive it and then implement like crazy. <laughs> um, and basically, we generally agree with that. With We've seen that work over and over and over again. It's not terribly complex, but then most managers, line managers and middle managers and lower managers and supervisors are not terribly complex people. Uh, and they're driven by many other things besides what is on a PowerPoint presentation from the CEO. Um, and basically, our cast today is about one part of that, which is in the first part, figuring out what the big aha is, SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, are a way for a management team or a group of leaders to get together and figure out where the company is, what the, what the landscape is, what the map is, where the creeks and gullies are, um, so that you can be clear, and that may very well lead to a big aha. Or at least you'll know what the, what the knowns and unknowns are as you start looking for your big aha. 
Well, that's it for part one. We'll follow up with part two next week. Before we go, though, a quick reminder. It's the beginning of a new month, so don't forget to go to our website and cast your podcast alley vote. Voting is simple. Visit our website, and you'll see the voting button right there on the top of the page. Many of you continue to be generous and give us your vote each month, and we do appreciate it greatly. Your vote helps us get some visibility, and that helps us reach more managers like yourself. Thanks again. So with that, folks, have a great week, and we'll talk again next week. So long. So long.